Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a little little disappointed today. Uh, not because of Raptors fans, but we know that losing Game Five was a a really tough one. That was tough. Uh, losing by one point didn't help. That's for sure. Uh, clearly, the Raptors didn't play well enough to win, but somehow could have won. Uh, back with me, uh, Jake Middleton, and fresh off his ESPN. Uh, Showtime spotlight is Austin Owens, hey there. who has had a very brutal uh, schedule this week, but it's the NBA Finals, and who cares? Ooh. Yeah, I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning, and I just got up from a nap, so good Good night, good evening. I don't even know what time it is, so how's it going, guys? <laughs> We're doing right. Jake, how are you feeling, bud? All right. Pretty, pretty pissed off late last night but um it's all right they're still up three two but yeah i don't know so it's the, you you just kind of get sh- uh, a little flashbacks but hopefully that doesn't happen see yeah it's it's disappointing yeah they're still up three two but you also the way other way you think about it for golden state you win one game it's a game seven now i know it's that it is a toss-up um there, there are a couple of things in that game that really, really kind of irked me. Um, obviously, one that uh, basically what has made the Warriors successful all postseason and they've been unable to do in this series, which is beat the living daylights out of the Raptors from three. They did it. Um, Curry and Thompson, my God. It, it was almost like every time they got the ball, you're just like, why aren't they being covered? Those are like, I mean, they, t- they they took 33s, right? Oh, yeah. They, they took more. They might have taken, like, 35. They were, yeah. Um, the only people that were hitting, though, consistently were Steph and Clay, yeah. so. But what does that tell you, though? It, it just means, the, and there was times where, like, Clay was wide open. I'm just like, yeah, the lack of awareness to, like, remember in uh, game two, I mean, you just have to cut off the cut off the three-point line that's yeah that's yeah. basically how you beat those let them drive let them get twos and then just watching that game i mean they're they're two of the best shooters of all time but they're also two of the best players at coming off picks and getting open 12 mm-hmm. for 27 they were combined from three yeah. yeah 12 threes for steph and clay is just not not gonna cut it for a defensive effort Meanwhile, on the other side, the Raptors, Kyle Lowry, Siakam, and Danny Green were one for 14. So you'd think law yeah. of averages, they make fucking one of those threes, they win. The, 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 they but, did a couple things they would win. 
The part, it's, the part that really annoys me though is like every time Siakam was open in the corner, they're leaving him open. You know what he is on corner threes this 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 series? I believe he's zero for fourteen. Something like that. He he has those hot and cold stretches, mostly cold in my opinion, uh, for what I've seen. Um, but if you have, and it's not just he's open. He's open with like how much room between him and the basket that. Why oh, yeah. why aren't you driving it? Like you have the time, make them realize that you're gonna actually take the ball to the basket rather than like when he when the when Siakam uh, went off in game one, it wasn't because of his three point shooting, it was because he was attacking the basket and they had no response. So what mm-hmm. did Golden State do? Okay, you're gonna have to beat us from the three from the three point line, and Siakam can't do that. He's not. He hasn't developed that part of his game enough to do it on a consistent basis. No, and the one thing they did well was it game three in Golden State is they were just crushing every shot. They were hitting everything. And it didn't when it doesn't fall for the Raptors, it's not good. Danny had that was a hard game to watch from Danny. He he airballed a three pretty brutally in that game too. He went mm-hmm. over the rim. Pretty sure that was like late in the game too. Yeah, I think it was or maybe mid fourth quarter. It was bad. Lowry, uh, I mean, Van Vliet was hitting. I don't know. That's just... It was, uh, it's deflating. Definitely deflating. And I think yeah. the thing with Lowry, the, the, the positive I'll take from his game is that when he wasn't hitting the three, he was going to the net. He was, you know, he'll do that step back shot, jump shot, which was like money for him. It worked twice in this game. He did it a couple of times. So I, I, I that part I appreciate. The other guys on the team need to take that lead. I mean, when Kawhi, this is probably the worst game we've seen Kawhi play, and probably not going to see that again. Let's be real here; he's not going to turn the ball over five or six times ever, like he, in the series. Yeah, he just he looked like he was forcing it. We were talking about it during the game in our chat. He he was. I don't want to say he was playing hero ball because that's obviously not what he was doing, but the Warriors were playing him a certain way, and he got caught just trying to do a little too much with the ball. When And if he played the, the, the entire game like he played that fourth quarter, I think the Raptors are planning their parade literally right now. So, Jake, uh, mm-hmm. what, what annoyed you the most out of this game? Um... During the game or after? Uh, during the game. Let's talk about during the game first. <laughs> um, during the game, probably the fact that they just didn't cut off the three-point line, like at all. Mm-hmm. Like they they left four. Golden State half of their shots were threes. Mm-hmm. It's like they were. It's like the Raptors were playing the Rockets. No, I mean, I also I also didn't like that Nurse didn't call a timeout in the final play. Um, and then he did call a timeout in the 320 mark. That's yeah, that was, that was kind of strange. But then again, apparently it was Kawhi who wanted the timeout because he was gassed. Oh, well, then he gets that. Kawhi <laughs> well, wants it, he gets it. He, I mean, also Kawhi, he was horrible pretty much outside of the fourth quarter. Like 9 for 24, 5 turnovers. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's not gonna cut that stretch was just downright dominant, though. I, I but the thing that annoys me the most is just how that was such a blown opportunity. Golden State played almost perfectly, like holy shit. By the way, I mean I feel really bad for Kevin Durant, and that's awful. I wish he only had like a knee sprain where he was out two weeks, but oh my god, if he was fully healthy. Okay. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, this guy's probably got no legs. Oh, no, three for three. That three play for three for three. He had, in how he was playing in the first half, I mean, at that point, it's one of those things where you're just kind of like, yeah, I can see the Warriors coming back and winning in seven. Yeah. Like Katie's like, playing the way he was. Holy shit. He just walked up, walked around. Uh, it was either a screen or just beat his defender on a dribble and then pulled up just inside the three-point line with, like, two guys on him, and it was pure. I was just like... Yeah. I mean, it, ju- it just... Back. It sucks. Like, um, yeah. obviously, at this point, for a team like the Raptors, who have never won a thing, you'll take anything you can get, but, I mean, yeah. I would... I'm a Kevin Durant fan. He's probably my favorite player to watch, and the fact that he's probably going to miss an entire season sucks. I mean, you just feel so bad for that guy because... It, Frankly, it wasn't his fault. I mean, somebody should have taken taken the decision out of his hands. Like, everybody's going to do that. The, the thing that annoys me the most is how people on freaking Twitter basically said, oh, yeah, that's an Achilles injury the whole time. Nope, it's a calf. It's a calf. It's a calf. And then it's a fucking Achilles injury. And watching the video of just, the, like, his Achilles popping was, was brutal. That's horrific. It, it hurt my legs watching it. Yeah, you're just like, oh fuck. So, so we're I, I before we get into the Katie thing, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I, well, I mean, I went out last night to a bar, uh, watching with a group, literally random. Like there was three of us, and we joined another person's table, and the seeing the people get all giddy when it was a six point lead with about three minutes left. I'm I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like a three point, a six point lead. You can defend that, but I'm like, it's still the Warriors. With the way they've been shooting from three, we know that it can disappear very quickly. And then I listened to the radio on the way home. I was listening to the uh, 590, and I believe it was George Russick. He was losing his mind that the Raptors had blown a six-point lead. And I'm like, George, this is basketball. Six-point leads are nothing. That's, that's, two, that's, one, that's two possessions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like when the Warriors fans left uh, after game four, it was like, a nine-point game with two minutes left. It's like, your team's one stop away. They're so good at shooting threes and quick with shooting threes. Like, they'll just set a screen up high and Steph will pull the trigger. Yeah. Like, you could you could have a couple of threes in under a minute. That's the part of that. And, and you know, looking at that final play, the Lowry shot, um, I, I was watching a couple of different angles. How wide open was Marc Gasol under the basket? I don't know if you guys saw that. Like his, the, I, I don't remember it, but I know they definitely put two guys on Kawhi, mm-hmm. and they also doubled Fred. So I was just looking around, like who is wide open here? It was Danny, Kyle, Mark Gazol oh. had Cousins under the rim, and Fred had the ball. And at one point, he looks at, at Gazol, and if he had passed it to Gazol, Gazol would have had a, like literally the easiest basket uh, basket of his life. Maybe if Cousins came behind him and it might have actually been a foul because if your cousins you're gonna foul the guy didn't didn't he get called a foul didn't like uh the the two minute report yeah 
say yeah. a foul should have been called and he yeah. should have been on uh, so that, the line. So that foul call was... Oh, that's also annoying. Yeah, that, that would have been two shots for him. And then that didn't get called, and that immediately led to Thompson's three that started that 9-0 run. The other thing, too, about that last two-minute report, I know there's been a lot of talk about how the NHL officiating has been really bad, how the league should be doing these sort of reports. If I'm a fan of a game, the last thing I want to know is how the refs screwed up at the end. Why do I want to know that? It just serves to infuriate fans, and that's it. It should be for the teams, and that's it. All right, we we did a report. This is what we missed. And then that's it. What what do you get out of telling the fans? Oh, we messed up. <laughs> I understand they're trying to seem like they're trying oh, to be transparent. Yeah, but <laughs> guess what? <laughs> the transparency goes out the window, and you can't do anything about it. So um, yeah. I'm not disappointed with that. Like you miss a foul call, it happens. Refs are human. It wasn't an egregious. I didn't even know he got fouled. Let's be real. I here. didn't notice it either. So it, it was more of. The Raptors pissed away a really good opportunity. Um, But now it's the part that annoys me more so, and I'm probably you guys, is the story that's come out of this game, which is not that, oh, game six is going to be a really good game. It's that, oh, Raptors fans are pieces of garbage. And this whole Kevin Durant situation... Look, um, I give the president, uh, the GM, Bob Myers, is his name? Yep. Uh, I give the him a president lot of, of basketball ops. I give he's him a GM, Bob Myers. Yeah, he's the, he's the chief guy. He's a messiah yep. to them. He comes out and he says, like he, he says what you expect your president to say, which is, we, we messed up. I mean, he pretty much took the... Uh, the blame out of Durant's hand because you know. Oh, he took he took the bullet. They put yeah. him up on the stand. Just he throw he, him under he the jumped bus. on the grenade. Yeah, um, exactly. That was hard to watch. And really, I sent you guys a video of people in the bar that were chanting. Well, not chanting, but cheering when KD was down. And I'm I I've spent the whole day listening to takes, thinking about this myself, and trying to really think about okay. Is this being blown up too much? Probably. I, I think, you know, this wasn't a whole arena chanting, you know, for a guy that got injured. I think in the moment, and Jake, you mentioned this too, was that in the moment, Ibaka gets the, the turnover, he gets the foul. A pretty important part of the game too because the Warriors were coming on. And then... I mean, obviously, people for, also forget about the, you know, the part where the Raptors fans all gave Durant a standing ovation and started chanting his name. And you also give Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Danny Green credit for realizing the situation and trying to get the crowd in order. Those that were acting like morons, like it's you're 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 a moron if you're chanting. Because cheering for a guy that's being that's. Injured. I mean, let let's be honest. Yeah. When you saw him get injured. I was instantly like, oh, okay. I mean, that's like a good thing for the Raptors. I yeah. mean, we're not a team with history. Like, this is the first finals I've ever been to. I'm not – like, I'll take all the breaks we can get. Exactly. But then five seconds later, you're like, oh, fuck, man. That sucks. That's like – that's one of the best players in the world who's going into free agency and is 
about to make probably $200 million, and it sucks. I mean, we're all, we're all humans. Anybody that says, no, as soon as that happened in the heat of battle, I said no cheering, never. Like, you're fucking lying. Like, you got, you got New Yorkers who will sucker punch Boston fans. Boston fans sucker punch in their own own fans. <laughs> Philly yeah. fans throw batteries at fucking things. Uh, Warriors fans were celebrating when Zaza injured injured wow. Kawhi and when Kyrie got injured in the finals. Like, it, it fucking happens. You're Like, if, if you're a person, if you're a person five, like, a full minute later, like, waving goodbye to him and, like, fucking clapping, you're a fucking prick. Yeah. But that's not the entire fan base. No. Like, that's a joke. Like, it, it's a joke that everybody's like, oh, the entire country should be ashamed of themselves. It's like, fuck out of here. No, I'm, you know, I, I hate this whole, this whole, and it's, it's become a social movement of, A, everyone kind of falls in line of, oh, these Raptors fans did it, everyone is associated with that. No, yeah, those are idiots. Um, I want to bring up the, uh, the Del Curry situation we were talking about where fans at the hotel were basically cut, like yelling, um, like F you, like, uh, they were just being real assholes. There's also a Raptors fan. Raptors fans jumped a Warriors fan after the game. Yesterday. Yeah. That's that. real bullshit. That's bullshit. Like, it's, it's the lowest. How do I put this without sounding like it's just the people that are casual fans and it's not the diehards. That's I the guarantee sad it's not the diehards. It's the people that uh, quite frankly are the bandwagoners that show up at this time every year and only to cheer for the team, don't watch any games in the regular season, barely know any of the players, and are in the playoffs, that are burning things down in the streets. And not only that, it's the people who don't know what the moment means, really. No. They, they, they get a little too uh, self-involved. Oh, uh, I'm here celebrating. and it, it, it's They get too self-involved in the moment, um, and I think that, that played a factor, too. I, I just hate, yeah, I mean... We want to bring up the reputation now that oh, um, it really got worse when um, when Demarcus Cousins and Clay Thompson called out. Oh, sorry, Draymond Green. I think Clay Thompson also said something too about the crowd. But it's just like guys, didn't you also see that the crowd stood up and gave the guy an ovation when he was leaving the court? Yeah, that's it's fine. It's just it's, it's like you said. Moment. It's just this thing in sports where it's the some fan base does the does something as oh stay classy, fuck off because okay. your fan base is perfect. So so, Warriors fans were disproven to be the classiest organization in the world less than an hour after this thing broke, when the footage of them cheering for Kawhi's injury back in what, 2016? 2017. 2017. Cheering for his injury when Zaza undercut him. Yeah, and. This also I wanted to bring up, and Jake, you had a good take on this too, was uh, the U.S. Women's uh, World Cup. Like, mm-hmm. they destroyed Thailand. 13-0. I, you, you knew it from the second yeah. it was going to be played. Yeah. For And look, uh, Don Cherry has been a big advocate on how you celebrate in blowouts. And, you know, yeah, you're going to... You know, should you run up this? I have no problem with any. He's, team he's a running up the score. Like you've been there before, guy. Yeah. Okay, running up the score, I don't have a problem with because goal differential is a thing, especially in international tournaments, whether it be hockey or, or baseball or soccer. 
-hmm. like score 13 go ahead it's actually an important thing in soccer but like fucking the spinorama like slide into your bench and kick at 11 nothing like come the fuck on Mm -hmm. And, and people are just like oh it's her first game. She's doing on a world stage. It's like Megan Rapino just won the World Cup last time. Has like a hundred caps. Like, what are you talking about? Can... And then celebrating five goals. Like, what? What is it? An accomplishment? Great. You scored against probably a team that has like fifty thousand dollars as a budget for their entire team and their federation. Like, come on. I just hated the the, the takes of oh these women and by the way one men. Like they made it a point to say these women worked so hard to get to this moment. It's like you didn't get to this moment so you can showboat and make it about yourself. You did it so you can represent your country, and it's because this is the game you love to play. You don't do it to be to showboat and make it about yourself. That's the part that pisses me off. Is that we're making this about one individual thing and not looking at the grand scheme of it and um yeah so that's why i didn't appreciate about that um i just i just didn't appreciate how i like the takes that some of the u.s media had in regards of they understood that what raptors fans emotions were like in the moment and how they you know they kind of tried to make up for it. Also, I don't know if you guys saw the picture of a fan who sent uh, Katie flowers and an apology. Like, I, I, no, I didn't see that. There, there's a picture. It came from, I guess, the Warriors, um, Warriors like uh, office or something like that. And it was literally uh, flowers sent to like Katie saying we're sorry and all that. Like, I don't know many fan bases that are gonna be sending. Like, do you expect, I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, do I expect Philadelphia Eagles fans to send flowers after they chant, They were cheering for Michael Irvin when he got no, his No, the, the, the thing injury? is, like, some people will do that, yep. and some people are assholes. Exactly. Yep. Some people are very nice and classy, some people are not. It's yep. not, like, there's no fan base that's perfect. No. No, no yep. fan base is like, oh, we have all saints. If you think that, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I do that's not. Just, that's that's just, the issue. Yeah. No, it's really stupid. But, no, but, I mean, paint, but like painting an entire country or like an entire fan base because of what eight assholes? Like what? That's like saying all all uh, all Muslim people are terrorists because there's ten terrorists that have, that are Muslim. Like that's a joke. This is the part that bothers me the most. Are the people who are saying that's trash? Those people should be ashamed. I'm like. I want the. Do you un, really understand what would it have been like in this situation? If you were in that situation, if it was a team you were cheering for, would you not, not have the same reaction? Let's flip it. What if oh. Kawhi was injured in Oracle? Yeah, the guy probably that's been, be pretty happy. Down the guy that's been the series, torching every single happy. team that the Raptors have played this year. This, this is a this is a good take I'll have on it in hockey. A guy gets a good hit on the boards. Then you realize, shit, this guy's down. Oh, the stretcher's coming up. In the moment, you cheer for the hit because it's a good hit. But then when you see the guy getting stretchered off the ice, what's your immediate response? Oh, it, this is bad. And then they start chanting for the guy, and then he gets a salute from the crowd. Like, yeah. 
you're allowed. I, I, no offense, but you are allowed to have an opinion in the moment and then realize, oh, I made a mistake. Let me rectify that. I hate this idea that, oh no, you cheered. Don't. There's no no going back. What? I didn't sh- like shoot a guy. Like it, that's no. the part I don't I don't like is that we we put these people down. If those same fans that cheer for Katie when he got hurt in the first place then realize, oh, I made a mistake. Let me give this guy some some love because he came out and all that. Why should they those people not be given the benefit of the doubt? Mm-hmm. That's the part I don't like. It's just I I don't know. I we're not gonna defend anything. No, we're not the defending the action. We're just defending the reaction to it. Yeah, I, I don't like the people that stand on their soapbox and cry murder because yeah. this thing happened. Like, it's some alienated incident that every fan base, other other fan base other than ours, doesn't go through. Let's all, like, yeah, it's, nah, just, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate part of sports because, yeah, in the moment, honestly, everyone's like, well, Katie's injured. The Raptors definitely have a better chance of winning. That's just the cynical part of us that does that. Yeah. So the Raptors have a better chance of winning with 35 not on the floor. But then it becomes a personal thing. It's like Jake said earlier. is one of the best players on earth. He's a top five player in the league without a doubt. And you're probably not going to see him for at least another year. And he was Katie, Katie is one. I think there's no better player than Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying top five just. Just the coverage base. Even top yeah. three oh. could go get away with that. Top two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's. Top three at worst. Yes. So on his worst day, he's a top three player in the league. There's two things here I want to bring up as well. Uh, one, Skip Bayless had the almost exact same take as you, Austin. Is that Raptors? Well, that's fans... the same take Max Kellerman had as well, and he caught a bit of flack for it um, on the broadcast and just in general. But like Max understood what the moment. Like Raptors fans know, Katie not being in gives them the best chance to win. They know that. Yeah. And and I think the most controversial thing Max said, and it was along the lines of Raptors fans, it was a sort of endearing to Kevin Durant that the Raptors fans were cheering for him to be injured because that's how much he's feared in the league. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. That was his take is they were cheering because they knew that KD was just torching them. And... There, there's a better chance of their team bringing home a championship without Kevin Durant out there. That's just the truth. Yeah. Steph Curry and Clay have not won. I mean, they won the game yesterday. That was probably the first. I mean, game two was just anyway. You can get into specifics, but KD would have probably taken them to seven for sure. I would think. I would think so. And, and maybe won the whole series if they had KD healthy. <laughs> That's thing. probably true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I have no doubt in my mind, this would have gone seven if KD was healthy. Now, I can see the Raptors winning in Oracle. Can you? Yeah, me too. They've already yeah, done exactly. it twice. It's, it's a different. You just you just look at look at everything that happened, and it just so many things went correctly for Golden State. But again, I don't know. I'm not going to use that cliche. Never doubt the heart of a champion. Like Stephen A. loves oh. to say, all oh that stuff is God. just just TV magic. Is like part of the champion, or who wanted it more, or will to yeah. win, or 
the all, the, will, the, wanted, the wanted it more is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It comes down to execution and game planning. It's not who wanted it more. Both teams want it. It's, Otherwise, they or as, get as the, the ESPN segment, it's a make or miss league that they love. Yeah, it Max is. used that yesterday. Yeah, the Raptors. Miss. As Max I said, Danny Green, Danny Green, Danny Green, Kyle, and uh, Pascal were one for fourteen from three. There is a zero percent chance. They shoot like eight percent from three combined again. Yeah. Now, go ahead, Austin. I was just gonna say, Max had to go on the broadcast yesterday, and you remember the thing he said about Andre Iguodala? If he had a gun to his head, yeah, he that's needed, that's a that he'd take Andre Iguodala to take the game-winning shot over Steph. Yeah, they had to go on and start to eat crow about that yesterday. That was very stupid. So yeah, that was a take. <laughs> that was a terrible one. Anyway, can can we also? For Max, he goes on and he—I don't think he agrees with some of the stuff he has to say, but he, that's he like takes Skip. It. That's like Skip. Yeah, yeah. You don't he, have to agree he, with all he the takes. He dies. He dies with his takes. Yeah, it's entertainment, and I, I'm assuming—I don't know how first take really does it because I don't really ask that many questions. But you definitely one guy picks one side, one guy picks the other, and you're not going to yep. be right half the time. Mm-hmm. And Max just has to wear it on social media, unfortunately, but. Maybe you believe some of the stuff. I don't. I've never got. Yeah, to I, think, brain, so. I think there's some belief. Like he's not gonna yeah. be totally talking to do, saying something he has absolutely no belief in. But yeah, there's probably some convincing that has to be done. And also, let's be real here. Um, it makes for better TV when there's oh, debates like that because if there, if two guys have the same exact take, it's like <laughs> just agree all oh, the time. Oh boring. my god! We're Did you fun. um? I told you about the thing with Jay Williams the other day when he was on before the game yesterday. Mm. And he said, Max said Giannis is a better player than KD and just triggered Stephen A. and Jay Williams. Oh, yeah. They were both just yelling at him in unison on the broadcast. That was quite stupid. That was probably some of the best TV I've seen since I was doing this little thing at the finals. That was hilarious. It's There's a reason why there's just so many of those. Like, Canada does not have any shows like that and there's a reason there's a reason why first take in undisputed or is it undisputed undisputed is uh, skip show yeah but it's yeah skip that's why they're so popular is because they say oh. polarizing things that get people talking well, but at the end of the day you tune in to watch because of the things they're saying well skip will will say he's got good ratings but i don't know about that i think jake would know more don't, about that don't even tell me that man He's in the NBA Finals where there's only two teams and the best player on one team. He can't even pronounce the name of because he's so buttered over it. <laughs> um, let, let's also talk about the fact that Kevin Durant probably... I, I don't know what to really make of this in that I don't know how much outside influence went into this decision to have him play, but mm-hmm. this will also be real here that this whole thing could have been avoided if somebody came to the senses and was like, Kevin, you've won a title. Yeah. Really think two. about... You two. Won, two, sorry, titles, won two, two titles, two finals MVPs. You've won two titles, two finals MVPs. Nobody is doubting your status as a top player in this league. Why would you do take the risk? Like he, It's not like he's been practicing for a couple of days, you know, and he's he was like right there and... The, the guy hadn't had, what, one practice? Barely a practice? He'd been shooting behind the scenes, but it hadn't really been talked about. Like... Because it's all closed practice for the final, but he had been, he's been shooting and doing warm-ups, not 
in like informal practice for about two weeks. This this is where the take. I think Donovan Bennett had this take uh, on Sportsnet this morning on the radio. Kawhi had his uncle basically tell the Spurs, "You don't have Kawhi's best interests at hand. He is not playing." Yep. And somebody need to do that with Durant and saying, Kevin, whether it's a calf or an Achilles, which are pretty close to each other. I mean, I'm not uh, an, a doctor or an expert, but I know those muscles are pretty close to each other. Yep. This is an injury that if you have it, now that we're talking about it, can take you out for a season. That's a lot of money. That's yep. another year of, it's not like he's a young guy either. What is he, 30? He's about to turn 30. He's about or to he turn is 30. 30. Yeah. He, like, he's going to be... Hold on. I'm pretty sure were, he's 30 right now, yeah. Like, it's just crazy. He is not getting any younger. It does not get easier. It's not like he is the most fit athlete on the... He's not like a Kawhi where you look at him, he's like, this guy's a monster. Kevin Durant... So, Katie's going to be 31 before the start of next season. Yeah. So by the time he gets back, he's going to be 32, going on 33 by the end of the year. I mean, that's tough. You just really hope. I think the plan should be for him to opt in with his deal with the Warriors and rehab for the year. Um, All at the same time, can you trust the organization now? Uh, Yeah, but but, I mean – if you're Golden State, you would kind of hope he opts out. Oh, yeah. You don't want to pay that. I mean, I don't know how it works with, like, long-term injury in basketball. Maybe maybe you get the cap space like you do in the NHL. I'm not really sure, but I kind of want to have that money so I can spend on a, another player or a bench or whatever. So they can go and get Kyrie in free agency. Yeah. Let me see. I'm, I'm actually looking this up right now because I don't even know that. Okay, so disabled uh, player exception, there is one, allows a, allows a team that is over the cap to acquire a replacement for a disabled player who will be out for the remainder of the season for in-season injuries or the next season if the disability occurs in the offseason. Oh, that's a little different. Um, yeah, a little different. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think that it's the same as the as – the, um... As the, as the NHL. NHL. I think, um, if I mean, this is why the whole short-term deals thing is a real, uh, is a real tough thing for the, for these NBA players. It just gives them so much leverage, but also if you're injured, it's bad. Yeah, and now KD is like, okay, he has an opt-in, um, he also need. I mean, I think the Warriors would be on hook for his rehab, regardless. I think it's that's the kind of the, how it works, unless he goes to another team and they're like, okay, we'll deal with the injury. But if you're a team like, let's say the Knicks, who are like the one rumor spot, do you want to take that on? The Nick man, I saw a quote that was. I saw a tweet that was so accurate. Um, KD could lose three fingers, and the Knicks would max him out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If I, if I would give him the max if I'm the Knicks. If he says I want to go there, go ahead. I'll give it to you. And you just take put, a year and just man, get another good you, draft pick. Exactly. If you watch the Knicks last season, you'd fucking sign. You'd sign a guy if he had to get his leg replaced. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just don't see a team like LA now. Like they, they, they're more in win now mode. Like the Knicks can afford to wait for to Durant. wait. Yeah, I mean their fans may not want it, but mm-hmm. it's not. No, like the, it's they're. I think Knicks fans are kind of like Leafs fans were. They're just like, all right, if we're finally gonna actually do this, let's do it. Yeah, because they've seen shit enough. Like, if you notice, they um, I don't know if you saw it that the Knicks management is um, if. KD isn't coming. They don't want to spend all these futures to get um, Anthony, Anthony Davis because they think it would be just like the Carmelo Anthony trade. Yeah, and I, I think that's that. so smart. It's probably the most smart thing the Knicks w- will do. Because it's it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. No, it is exactly. It's it's almost like when when the Spurs really were in a tough corner with Kawhi it was like you know he's not playing we can't move him because the value would have been too low at the time like no team's gonna pick up Kawhi if he had no interest in playing last year and then I mean the Raptors lucked out that you know they were able to get him in the offseason but this is this will be a little different for Durant because you know what the injury is you know it's gonna take him at least a year to recoup, that's that's generally where Achilles injuries uh, go. So it's a really unfortunate thing, and I think now hopefully other NBA teams learn a lesson. Uh, well, we hope so, but I mean, there's some teams that te- keep trying to roll them out. I think it's also because some NBA players get the bad rap of being soft. And they don't want that rap, and I think that was part of what KD's motivation was to play. It's just. A I mean, player. anybody that has that is hockey fans, the like my sport guys. Yeah, I, I fucking hate that so much when they're like Zdeno Chara puck in the face, plays, uh, Kevin Durant pulls his calf out for a year. It's like. Oh, they did that uh, with Van Vliet the other night. That was Corey Hirsch was oh saying that God. on. Uh... It's just so fucking stupid. Twitter. Like, like yeah, Fred Van, great. Fred Van Fleet's bleeding. He's leaving. Zidane Ochara broken jaw. It's like, okay, he just took it's an like, elbow to cares? the face. No offense. Who cares? I, I, like, if I took a fucking puck to the face and I had my jaw wired shut, I probably wouldn't be playing. And it's that's, not... just, that's just stupid. Yeah. Like and... you, you saw what's his name? Uh, Peron just punched him in the face. I would yeah. do the same thing. Exactly. You want to play with a broken jaw? I'm not going to let up. You're, yeah, exactly. You're playing with it, so be it. It's your fault. And also, in hockey, you get you can put a cage in front of it to kind of minimize what the damage could be like. Basketball, you can't you can't hide from that. You can't. Do you wear you can wear the weird ass mask if you have a facial thing. Other than that, you can't hide from injuries. You don't it's have just padding. A, it's just a dumb argument. It's completely sports. different sports. And some people saying it's not a sport. I've heard those takes. It's just like, look, these guys can do things that I can't do. That may there's all there's also a reason why the NBA is fucking what twice as much uh, twice makes twice as much money because they actually have players who say things instead of I'll break my leg for the team, anything for the team. Oh it's my like, god! Yes. Maybe say something. Maybe say something other than pucks in deep. Yeah. I, I I don't want to keep bringing it back to first take, but PK Subban was on the other day, and he is by far the most exciting player in the NHL. 
Yeah. That guy can talk. And look what happens. He the can the Montreal could not handle that. Part which is which is pathetic. It's pathetic. It just means, uh, and we had this talk about how you shouldn't be above the team and all that stuff. PK was not like that. It's not like PK was just like rogue. No, and... but he was more more. What's the word I'm looking for? He just he wasn't a complete joke and monotone and the yeah. stereotypical hockey player. So he was a hindrance and a cancer in the locker room because he actually showed some emotion. And that's what makes the NBA and the NFL as well. I mean, just better. And that's why MLB is garbage. Right you know, now. yeah, exactly. That's why baseball and hockey are the bottom two sports of the big four. Cause right there's yeah. just more entertainment value in basketball and in football. Cause people aren't afraid to speak their minds. People aren't afraid to say things that may be unpopular and create some rivalries and it's just better TV. Like I, I like hockey, but there's no doubt that basketball is the more entertaining spectacle. And that's part of, and and that's part of the, the sport now. It's not just about the product on the ice uh, or on the court. It's off the ice and off the court too. And that's what attracts the, the, the broadcast coming to put in money, the sponsors, the fans, the like that that's just the way it goes. Um kind of the last thing I want to go over here is game six. Um we know how the last two games in Oracle Arena went. Pretty successful, especially game four, where they looked absolutely terrible in the first half and the second half. As Fred Van Vliet said, uh Kawhi made two F U shots and <laughs> And the game was pretty much uh, in the Raptors' hands at that point. What do the Raptors need to do going into Game 6 to avoid what happened in Game 5? <clears throat> um, I mean, you got to make shots. That's It's a simple thing to say, but it's just it's a make-or-miss league. It's exactly right. Um the Warriors made more shots than the Raptors. I think, was it Steph and Clay were involved in 77 of the Warriors' points? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Durant, too- Durant Clay, and Steph had, were 15 for 30 from three. Yeah, they torched you. Also, yeah, defend the three-point line. But I'm assuming James... No, 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 gonna- no, just defend the three-point line. <laughs> that's it. Yes, that's it. Uh yeah, I mean, a lot of the things in Game uh, 5 could have been avoided if they just pushed them in or chased them off the line and made them take layups. Steph and Clay are a little bit better than that, so they got their shots still. But, I mean, the Raptors aren't just leaving them wide open. It's not like, um, what was it, Game 4, where the Raptors, yeah, it was the bad first half where the Raptors couldn't hit anything. Yeah. And they were getting wide open looks. No, Steph, I mean, the Clay three-pointer to that he pump faked and got Kawhi in the air. Yeah, it was a great move. But Steph hit a shot right in Van Vliet's face. And then, like, they're not getting wide open looks for the most part. The Raptors are making them work for it. They're just two of the greatest shooters of all time. So make make your shots. You're not going to go three-pointer for three-pointer with the Warriors. So take your points where you can get them. And you got to be more aggressive inside as well. Because Draymond's starting to – his techs are starting to add up now. He yeah. won more, and he's suspended. Yeah. And that's big. If you lose this game and you get Draymond on attack, 
I mean, he's going to be a little smarter about it now that he knows mm. he's right on the edge. We always How say about that let's just not lose the game. Yeah, exactly. The best way to not worry about a Draymond suspension for Game 7 is just win Game 6. Yeah. Take your chip. Exactly. Jake, what do they need to do to win Game 6? Make threes. That's it. Make your threes. I mean, Golden State shot, what, almost 50%, 20 for 42, 47%. Raptors were 8 for 32, 25%. I mean, I said it before. I'll say it again. If Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, and Danny Green go 1 for 14 from 3, actually, let's add, let's add Kawhi in there. If they go 3 for 21 from 3, they're probably not going to win the game. The fact that it was a one-point game and they had a six-point lead with two two fifty left, just uh, and and they they were two for those guys were three for or two three for twenty one. That's like what? That's like twelve percent. I mean, even if those guys make two more threes, I mean story. that's it. You just got it's threes. The nowadays it's all about threes. You got to just you don't have to beat Golden State because they're. Yeah the best three-point shooting team ever, but you sure as hell got to be able to compete with it. You can't have a 25% difference between, um, like, the percentage that they've made. Yeah. That just can't happen. And I say take your points where you can get them, but obviously it's not the old NBA where you can just pound it inside and get all your points. So the Raptors, yeah, they got to convert. Also, it'd be points. nice if, if Kawhi could get a couple calls. That would be nice. He, he oh, was getting yeah. hammered. He's, he I, was I, getting I, hammered. I follow, this was at the very beginning of the series, probably game one, I follow a reporter for the 49ers, and he's a Bay Area guy, so he's a Warriors fan, and he said something like, I don't know that there's a player, a star in this league that doesn't get more, less calls than Steph Curry. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Have you watched Kawhi Leonard? It's because he just doesn't say anything. Yeah. He, he doesn't, doesn't complain. Yeah. He doesn't complain enough. <laughs> that is he, literally, that's not gonna, it's, not, it's not how he's wired. Just the way he is, you, though. I, I don't want to keep bringing it back to DeMar DeRozan, but some of the calls that Kawhi isn't getting, could you imagine if DeMar had those? He'd be teed. Yeah. He got in trouble with that against Cleveland last year. Yep. So I, I definitely agree that the shooting is going to be a big thing for them. Um, I also think Kawhi is going to have a better game. Like, he is not going to have six turnovers like he did in game five. I'm more confident. He looked pretty okay. flustered. Uh, I just, yeah. I don't know. I can't see him having back-to-back stinkers. You can't. No. Especially after what he did in Oracle last in game four. He, he I think he'll understand that moment. Um, just and like, what he did in the fourth quarter with a couple of those yeah. big oh, buckets. God, he was, just the fact that he could turn it on like that after the first three quarters he had. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He was just unbeatable. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of things to look out for there. Um, I'm, you, I am I, I kind of just want this series. I, I want them to close this out. I can I yeah. don't, I don't know. If yeah, I, I can't deal with a game seven. I can't I don't think do I'm, I'm going to sit in a quiet room and watch game seven. I can't even. Some of the some guys were like, if it goes to game seven, we're going to go out and we're going to watch the game somewhere. Nope. I was like, no, no, no not I don't a chance. I'm going downtown. If they lose the, in the fucking NBA finals and choke a three, nothing lead. Yeah. Three, one lead rather. That's the worst ride home. I mean, that ride home last night was terrible. So, Oh yeah. That's uh downtown sucked yesterday. <laughs> 
got pretty depressing, especially when all the subways are jammed and you're trying to get home. Yeah, no, I I had to walk. Well, I got to stay downtown yesterday, and I all the subways were jammed, so I walked. I mean, for a normal person, not a large human being like myself, this isn't so bad. But I walked from Scotiabank Arena to the Eaton Center, so it was probably a twenty-ish minute walk. Jake's done that walk before. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just it took twice as long because everyone was walking in this big mob through the street. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go at your own pace because you had to make sure you weren't running over people. Well, mm-hmm. what I will say is, um, Raptors fans, whatever you decide to do for games uh, six or indoor seven, because by the time. Um, I don't know if we're gonna record after Game Six. We'll see how I feel. We'll see. We'll see how the situation plays out. Yeah. Um, but Raptors fans, just under like, look. The moment is, we we've talked how much this moment would mean for the for the city, for the team, for the country. Let's make it about that and less about you tr- going overboard. Whether it's just. Uh, no. Stay classy, Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Well, you said it. I didn't say it. Um, you guys. Yeah, you're all best. insensitive assholes. Yeah. Yeah. We are all painted with the same brush. We are all terrible people now. Got mm-hmm. it. Good. Mm-hmm. Jake, any last thoughts before we uh, before we head out? No. Hopefully they they win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I'm working that night too. That's what also annoyed me. So. Um, I mean, I, look, <laughs> it, may, it may help me that I'm working, so I'm a little distracted with something, but, um, yeah, um, I, I, is, even though it'll make my work uh, a lot busier if they win, I just, just want to get it done. Let's get it done. So, um, with that being said, I want to thank you all for uh, listening. Jake, I know you've uh, been coming on a lot more, and I do appreciate it. I know we uh, are recording this late, but... Uh, hopefully you guys all stayed to the end and we will catch you next time and hopefully it will be a Raptors victory podcast. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.